Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the Parshios of Tazria and Mitzorah, two of the most challenging Parshios of the Torah. We'll get back to that, I hope, a little bit later. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Tazria contains seven mitzvos, five positive and two restrictions, and Parshas Mitzorah contains eleven positive mitzvos. I'd like to begin with the opening Rashi of Parshas Sazria. While these two parshios deal with the laws of Tumor and Tara, and specifically a great deal on Tzara'as, on the three types of the I'm pausing for a moment because I'm trying to come up with a good word for tsaraas in English, and there is not, because while the term leprosy is used, there might be some similarities to it, but clearly it is not the contagious disease that is known as leprosy, but the Torah speaks of tsaraas of the goof, that which appears on the body of an individual, it's a ra'as of the beged on the garment, and it's a ra'as of the bias, as well as the purification process thereof. Please God, we'll come back to that. The opening Rashi in Pasha Sazria, at first glance, is particularly strange. Omar Reb Simloi, Reb Simloi, who was found in Medrash Rabbah, teaches the following. Keshem just as the formation and creation of man, Achar, followed, man was created after the animals and the birds, so too, Torasso, so too, his laws and the various aspects of his conduct is enumerated after that of the animals. Meaning, in last week's Parsha of Shmini, the Torah taught us the laws of kashros, those animals, those birds, those fish, creeping insects, which are and are not kosher for the Jew to eat. So just as the laws regarding the animals were found last week prior to the laws of man which is in this week's and the reason for that is because the animals were created first and therefore its laws are enumerated first at first glance what is Reb Samloi teaching us that we could not have figured out on our own if we look 
in chapter 1 of Bereshus were taught that the f birds were created on the fifth day, the animals were created first on the sixth day, and then later on in the afternoon, Erev Shabbos, on the sixth day, man was created. So what is he teaching? That just as the animals were created first, so too are their laws provided in the Torah first. The Be'er Yosef gives a very fascinating response to what is Reb Samloy teaching us. And he says the following, Pukhazi, take a look. How do we explain that all other creatures which are created by God, they are either or, tahor, pure, tameh, impure. They are kosher or non-kosher. As the Talmud says, shor ben yomo koroi shor. A ox on the day that it is born has all its character and features and therefore it is born a kosher animal and therefore it remains a kosher animal all its life as opposed to man who is fluctuating he is either in a state of Tara or in a state of Tuma but does not stay the same the animals the gamal, the camel, is born a non-kosher animal, and he stays that way for the rest of his life. What might be the difference between the animals who are static in that regard, a man who fluctuates? And he gives a very fascinating answer. He quotes the Nefesh HaChayim, in Shar Aleph, Perig Vav, who has an interesting take and understanding of that which the Torah teaches in chapter 1 of creation, verse 26. Hashem says what appears to be on the surface the most challenging expression Hashem says Naase Adam let us make man and take a look at the Rashi there that Hashem even though we all know Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad God is one still he does not hesitate to use the expression let us make man for the different reasons that Rashi gives. Rabbi Chaim Volojana suggests what does the term let us make man mean? That God was talking to all of nature, that which preceded the creation of man, and God said, let us, meaning, all of nature let us contribute to 
the formation of man, meaning that each and every animal is going to contribute some of their distinguishing characteristic to the formation of man. And therefore, man contains a little bit of this, a little bit of that, namely a microcosm of all of creation. So, when the Mishnah tells us at the end of the fifth paragraph, fifth chapter of Avos, that have that you shall be as quick, agile as the deer, it doesn't only mean that it's teaching us in terms of our attitude towards serving Hashem. We should do so bizrizus, we should do so with alacrity, but it means, as we know, each and every year when they announce the winner of the marathon in New York City, the 26-plus mile run, and we find people from Africa that are able to do this in an incredible amount of time. This is reflecting that which Reb Chaim Volodzina is saying in a very literal sense, both physically and character, spiritually, man has a little bit of all of nature in him. And therefore, just as he has some of the positive, so too he has some of the negative characteristics of the animals. And therefore, as he has both those characteristics of the animals that are tohor and the animals that are tomei, so too does man fluctuate from tuma to tara and tara to tuma. A very interesting idea. And I believe that this is especially important for where we find ourselves today. We are in the middle of counting Sphiras Omer. And interestingly, the beginning of the Sphira and the end of Sphira are accompanied by two korbanos. On the second day of Pesach, when we begin the counting of the Omer, we have the Korban Omer, which is a measure of barley brought in the Pesach Migdash. And barley, we know, is Machal Behema. It is the food that a farmer feeds his animals. Seven weeks later, when we complete Sfirah Omer, we have on Shavuos, <coughs> the Korban of the Shteyalechem, the two loaves, which comes from wheat, which is the <coughs> food of man. So what the Torah is thereby teaching us is that we are <coughs> from that of the state of the animal 
to that of man, namely a work in progress. And just as Reb Simloy is teaching, the man has this various characteristics in us, so too we should realize that each and every year we are gradually aiming for a transition within ourselves from the more lowly characteristics of man going to the most noble, ready to accept the Torah. Sfiras Omer, a transition from the Nefesh Abahama, the animalistic part of man, which we all have somewhat within us, to the most pristine part of man. A word or two, however, about Tzara'as, which comprises the bulk of the two parshios, the identification and the purification thereof. I just want to share with you quickly, number one, the Ramban in chapter 13, Apostle 47, when the Torah speaks about the tzara'as of the garment, and he says that this is for sure nothing less than miraculous, and he says so too is the tzara'as that appears on the bottom as found in chapter 14 in Pasha's Mitzorah, that these phenomena only occur in the land of Israel. Why? Because it's there that Hashem has that special relationship with the Jew. And in essence, as the Gemara explains in Erechim, Tzara'as is Hashem's way of showing the Jew that if and when he steps out of line, and specifically in Eretz Yisrael, Hashem is going to step in and present him with first on the house, second on the garment, and then finally, if he doesn't <coughs> wake up, <coughs> excuse me, and smell the roses, will finally be on his body. But it's happening only in the land of Israel, where there is that special relationship between HaKadosh Baruch and Cloud Yisrael. And I just want to share with you a beautiful Gemara in Sanhedrin 98, whereby Rabbi Abba teaches, You're not going to find a clearer indication of when the end of the exile is based upon the Pasuk in chapter 36, Pasuk 8 in Yechezkel, whereby the Novi says, Be'atem Hore Yisrael, you, the mountains of Israel, Anpechem Titenu, your branches will shoot forth, Upiriachem Tisu, and it will bear fruit, Ami Yisrael, for my people Israel, Kisavo, for they are about to come. And basically, 
Rav Abba is teaching that as Hashem promised that when the Jewish people are not in their land, Hashem will, quote, babysit the land. He will make sure, as we find in Parshas Bechukosai, that the enemy will try to make a go of your land, and he will not succeed. But when the Jewish people are coming back to the land, the land will produce and produce, and it will have the productivity awaiting the Jew as he returns. Let us just open our eyes and realize that we are privileged to see today the beginning of this miraculous miracle of Hashem keeping His Word for 1800 years plus the non-Jew who tried to make a go of the land of Israel could not succeed and just take a look and see the blessing that's being bestowed upon the land of Israel as we speak today. Wow! Shabbat Shalom!